0: This is Dr. Russell Blaylock, and you're listening to the Blaylock Health Channel. Welcome to the Blaylock Health Channel. Today, what I'm going to talk about a little bit is uh, magnesium and its effect uh, both in medical conditions and general health. Now, what we need to know about magnesium is that it's primarily an intracellular ion. And that's important to know because even a lot of physicians don't know that if you measure the magnesium in the blood, that is not a good measure of the magnesium in the tissues and organs of the body where most magnesium is located. So you can have a normal uh, blood level of magnesium and be severely or even marginally Uh, deficient in magnesium uh, in the tissues, and of course this can lead to pathology, particularly when it's low in the heart and the brain. The other thing we need to know about magnesium is that it has a lot of effects uh, in health and in disease as well. Uh, That's because magnesium is a rather significant antioxidant. Uh, It raises glutathione levels in tissues, uh, the cells, Uh, and glutathione is your primary detoxification molecule as well as antioxidant. It improves blood flow. It's uh, very slightly anticoagulant, uh, and it improves the blood flow primarily in the microvessels, that is, the vessels that are bringing the oxygen and the nutrients uh, to the tissues themselves. And that's where a lot of problem occurs in disease is interference with the microcirculation, the microvessels. Uh, it is also a very potent anti-inflammatory. Uh, it, uh, its anti-inflammatory potential penetrates throughout the body because uh, magnesium is intracellular, uh, so it's a very uh, potent and important anti-inflammatory. It is a metabolic stimulant. It's important as a coenzyme in some three or 400 enzymes in the body, many of which have to do with production of energy. It is a rather potent antispasmodic. That is, it reduces spasms of both smooth muscles and skeletal muscles, Uh, the smooth muscles being things like the muscles in blood vessels and the lining of the GI tract. Now, because of all these various properties of magnesium, it's very beneficial in maintaining health and in treating a number of diseases. For instance, uh, one of the things that I picked up quite by accident I ate at a restaurant and I got a very severe case of gastroenteritis. I was just uh, in in extreme pain with uh, abdominal cramping. I remembered that uh, magnesium was a a smooth muscle relaxant, so I mixed some up in a glass of water and uh, drank it and put about 360 milligrams of magnesium malate citrate, which you could buy as a supplement. And put in the uh, water, about 10 ounces of water, mixed it well, and drank it. Within two or three minutes, all the pain had subsided. And it never returned. I just used a single dose. Never had it happen again. Since that time, I've tested it again uh, when I would have abdominal cramping from various things, like a certain foods you eat or, or whatever cause, And it works every time. So it's, it's a very good way to treat gastroenteritis. And it may be good for even uh, the very, very severe forms of gastroenteritis. When you, you know, see these cases where children eat uh, a little bit of raw meat, hamburger meat or something, or chicken, and they uh, consume an E. coli that's pathogenic and develop shutdown of the renal system and uh, coagulation of, of the vessels in the arms and legs and very severe cases and die, There's good evidence that magnesium infusions uh, in those children, or if you can catch them right away, have them drink the magnesium solution, may very well uh, block this toxic effect on the kidneys uh, and the cardiovascular system and prevent death. There's also evidence that it can prevent or certainly reduce the risk of anaphylactic shock magnesium, because of its powerful anti-inflammatory effect, may help it. Now, I also uh, had a relative who had strong sensitivity to insect stings and would carry around the the epinephrine with her all the time. I suggested offering her magnesium intake, and since that time, she has no more severe reaction to the bee stings. And it makes sense. It makes perfect uh, pathological and physiological sense. Another uh, important area in which you can use magnesium is for prevention of gallstones. A number of studies have shown that magnesium inhibits the formation of of these uh, stones uh, in the liver and being deposited in the gallbladder. And it's also very good for spasms of the bile duct. Uh, Sometimes you'll go out and eat uh, fatty food, uh, fried food, and you'll have uh, this pain in your right upper quadrant of your abdomen. Uh, right under your ribs on the right side. And that's usually a spasm of the bile duct. Uh, You can uh, drink some of this magnesium solution I described, and that will relieve it quite uh, rapidly. Another area that i found that it really works well is in preventing kidney stones. Now, that has been studied rather extensively and has proven to be a powerful inhibitor of the most common type of kidney stone, that is the calcium oxalate stone. So regular calcium supplementation, say with uh, even 500 milligrams a day, is usually sufficient to to prevent the formation of kidney stones. also happen to treat uh, a person who had an attack of uh, a kidney stone, and the the pain associated with a kidney stone is considered one of the two worst pains that a a human can experience. Uh, And this is because the stone gets lodged in the ureter, it throws the ureter into intense spasm, and waves of spasm, which is just almost unbearable. And this person was in that condition at the time. It happened to be a Sunday. We were trying to find a, an emergency room that we could bring him to close by, but we ended up driving to a hospital. But before we left, I suggested the, the magnesium. We gave him some magnesium. By the time he got to the hospital, he had no pain whatsoever. And the pain never returned we continued the magnesium for the next uh, week or so and gradually passed the stone, but never had any more pain after that and has never had any more stones over the next four or five years. Uh, so it's a good way to prevent stones. And if you have a stone with a, a, an attack of uh, kidney stone pain, uh, because it is a smooth muscle relaxant, it will stop the spasm in the ureter and it increases the uh, chances of passing the stone safely. But that's something that you might keep in mind. On more severe things and chronic diseases, like, for instance, in the brain where we see neurodegeneration, what we know is that in, in cases of uh, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, Lou Gehrig disease, ALS, and uh, Huntington's disease, when they look at the brain tissue and, and various areas of the brain and, and examine the amount of magnesium, they find consistently very low levels. And when they look at the spinal fluid, they see low levels of magnesium uh, in the spinal fluid. In fact, in Parkinson's disease, you'll see a decreasing level of, progressively decreasing level of magnesium in the spinal fluid as the disease progresses. So there's a strong correlation between magnesium and neurodegeneration, and that that makes a lot of sense because uh, neurodegeneration in the brain with these uh, deminning and and paralytic diseases is inflammatory and driven by immunoexcitotoxicity, which is an interaction between inflammation in the brain, activation of certain inflammatory cells called microglia, and the release of high levels of uh, glutamate, which is an excitotoxin. Interestingly, magnesium blocks both of these reactions. It reduces the inflammation, and it helps block part of the excitotoxic uh, reaction in the brain. One recent study in which they had an Alzheimer model, an animal model of Alzheimer's disease, and they gave some of the animals a magnesium threonate, which is a highly absorbable form of magnesium and enters the brain very easily. And they found that the animals that were given the magnesium threonate not only had far fewer of the plaques in their brain, but it also reduced existing plaque numbers and uh, the animals return to the same uh, ability to carry out their, their mazes and, and different uh, tests of cognitive function in the, the animals. They return to normal, which was quite dramatic. Now, this has not been done in humans, but it, it makes sense since we, we know that in human Alzheimer's disease, the brain levels as well as spinal fluid levels of magnesium are quite low. And when the magnesium levels in the brain are low, the brain becomes inflamed and becomes highly susceptible to this excitotoxicity reaction. The Japanese have studied uh, the relationship of magnesium, and what happened in the Japanese study, uh, which they did in 2012, they looked at 303 people uh, and followed them for 17 years, and they found the ones that were uh, given adequate amounts of magnesium, either in their diet or supplementation, had reduced incidence of dementia that was significant, particularly uh, what we call vascular dementia. That is, the blood vessels become atherosclerotic, and that interferes with brain cell function and causes degeneration of the brain. That's a very common type of dementia, and usually there's mixed dementia, so you get Vascular dementia on top of the typical Alzheimer's disease and magnesium appears to inhibit the development of both of them. Uh, In another study, uh, they looked at uh, people uh, and their risk of developing what we call mild cognitive impairment. That's sort of uh, what we used to call uh, having a senior moment where you forget where you left your keys, you you forgot where your car is located in the parking lot, just minor problems with memory, having trouble with names, etc., And this was a study done in Australia in 2014. And what they found is that people who had higher levels of magnesium intake had far less incidence of mild cognitive impairment. So that's a very important finding. And uh, in this study, they looked at uh, 1,406 people, which they followed for eight years. Uh, The average age uh, or the mean age of the person or people involved in the study was 62 years. It's also been shown that magnesium reduces uh, instability of the gene, which uh, can lead to a lot of different uh, disorders, including cancer. So uh, it's probably by its uh, anti-inflammatory effect is reducing that instability of genes. It's known that high fructose corn syrup intake uh, in the diet, which, of course, would be very common in uh, the Western diet, particularly in the United States, uh, when you have a high intake of this high fructose corn syrup, in addition to a low magnesium, uh, there's a substantial increased risk of developing metabolic syndrome. And, of course, this metabolic syndrome is high blood pressure, high blood lipids, uh, and type 2 diabetes and obesity. So there's a very strong correlation between those two. Magnesium deficiency is very common uh, in the Western world, particularly the uh, United States, uh, because people eat very few uh, fruits and vegetables, particularly the vegetables, which are your main source of magnesium. And that puts most of these people at risk, not only for metabolic syndrome, uh, atherosclerosis, heart attack, stroke, but also the diminishing diseases as well. Interestingly, just as kind of an aside, they found out that magnesium protects plants from being damaged by high levels of aluminum. So if there's a lot of aluminum in the soil going on the plant, it can ruin your plants. But magnesium can block that uh, plant toxicity. Now, uh, how should you take magnesium? Well, of course, uh, the most logical way to improve your magnesium intake is to... Uh, eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, uh, and some nuts. The problem with eating a lot of nuts, like uh, particularly peanuts and walnuts and and cashew nuts, is that they're also high in glutamate, which if you have uh, migraine headaches or neurodegenerative diseases or cancer, that'll make you worse, that uh, high glutamate intake. So I wouldn't depend on nuts as a source of of magnesium, but your vegetables uh, are all high in magnesium level. Uh, and so that would be a good source. Now, if you're eating uh, your 5 to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day and you have a high risk of one of these diseases, then you might want to supplement with magnesium as well. There are several ways to do it. One is a slow-release magnesium, uh, which contains magnesium malate. There's a company called Jigsaw Health, uh, which you can find at www. Uh, dot jigsawhealth.com. It has a slow, a very good slow-release tablet that you can uh, take the two of the tablets twice a day. Uh, that's pretty good maintenance, if, particularly if you're eating a lot of vegetables. If you need a higher intake, you can take up to six tablets a day, two tablets three times a day to get a higher level. Now, this also is better absorbed. It's less likely to have diarrhea with it, which you will have if you take magnesium oxide, uh, is notorious for causing rather significant diarrhea. The uh, Jigsaw brand, uh, usually because of its slow absorption, will soften the stool so that you're having better bowel movements, but it's, it's unlikely, unless you have a very sensitive GI tract, that you'll have diarrhea. The magnesium L-threonate, T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E, the 3 and 8 uh, is the form that was used to prevent Alzheimer's disease and return the Alzheimer's animals back to normal. It usually comes in a, a 200 milligram capsule, uh, which you can take one of those twice to three times a day. Now, the amount of magnesium in the magnesium L3 and 8 is rather low, but you get very high brain penetration, much higher than you would taking a Uh, much higher dose of one of the other forms of magnesium so to get the magnesium in the brain apparently magnesium L3 and 8 is the best form and there's a powdered form called magnesium malate uh, citrate made by Pure Encapsulation Company which uh, is a powder in a capsule uh, taking that can cause diarrhea in some people I generally use that form of it for mixing in the water now If you're going to treat, uh, for instance, uh, the kidney stone uh, attack or the uh, gallbladder attack or the uh, gastroenteritis attack, the spasms of the intestine, I would recommend mixing the magnesium citrate malate in water, about 10 to 12 ounces of water. Mix it well and uh, drink that solution. Usually, two capsules is sufficient to get the results that you want, but you may want to go up to three capsules at a time. So, I hope that this information on magnesium, which is just sort of an introduction, is beneficial, and I appreciate you listening. The information contained within these programs is not intended to replace or contradict that of your physician. This information is for educational purposes only.